I'm drinking. This is probably skunky, but I had I I haven't drank a lot of beer lately. But I had a Blue Moon Mango Wheat, so that tells you it's probably from last summer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of Blue Moon. It's, oh, I love Blue Moon. Yeah. They're yeah. they're like domestic, yet they're still kind of crafty craft beer. That's like, a good way of explaining. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I'm know, drinking a I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada. Okay. Yeah, I can't see it. <laughs> the green screen. Uh, yeah, I just have an old-fashioned Modelo uh, that kind of started at my W two job, working with. Um, well, the owner was Mexican, and I, you know, taking care of dogs and taking care of animals. He would just uh, after we finish our shift, just come in with a, like a you know six pack, and that was the first introduction to beer. Oh wow. And yeah, and I was just like, I was just down it because it tastes awful. Like I, like at that point, you know, you're just drinking, you know, rum and mixing with soda, you know, when you're, yeah. you know, in your twenties. And then he would be impressed by this, and he'll give me more beer, and I'll just like stumble <laughs> out of the job, <laughs> going to the train station, just like blitzed on beer. Uh, but now I actually like it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, no. You, know, you get older, you get your taste buds change. Have you ever oh, dabbled into craft beer at all, or are you just strictly Modelo? A little bit. I mean, I, I. I could drink a little bit of everything. And, you know, yeah. in the bars in Brooklyn, they, there's so many types of beers, different yeah. types of IPAs and different names of dog, like dogfish head and all these, you know, tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I tried them like, all right, this is a little too bitter for me or this is fine, but I'm willing to try any beer. Yeah. To be honest. I hate IPAs. They're like sweaty gym socks. <laughs> there, was, there was a time where all I drank was IPAs, uh, but I've moved on now. I'm, I'm, I'm into stouts now and lagers. That's kind of my, my thing right now. Yeah. Stouts is nice too. Stouts like, are good, but they will give, if you drink too many, you get a bad hangover. They're so it, thick. It's interesting. I don't like KBS at all. Nah, it's all right. It's not that great. That's Founders. I'm sure you've heard of Founders. Animals. Yes. That's like the big, definitely. big place in oh. Grand Rapids. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, I know. Anyways, well, thank you for joining us, Hannibal. Hannibal is hungry on YouTube. Check him out. How long? I'm, I'm just going to jump right in. How long have you been in the gig creating world? So, just let's start there. We're gonna we're gonna jump around. We're not gonna do this in order. Okay, no problem. <laughs> you know, I've started in 2020. Um, okay. At the time, I was I had a you know, my, my main source of income is dog walking and dog boarding, taking care of dogs. Um, the first um, gig economy app I ever used was in 2018. It was Rover. Yep. And I was doing that with my W2, taking care of dogs. So I was basically doing the same thing. I don't remember exactly how I came across the app, but I signed on. I signed up and, you know, as I was doing my, you know, nine to five, if you want to call it, taking care of dogs um, in downtown Brooklyn. I would able to either dog walk dogs or have dogs hang out in my house with Rover. And I've been doing, I was doing that for a while. Um, but 2020 obviously changed for many of us, you know, got, I lost my W2 and there was no one to, do- there was no walking dogs. Uh, Cause in New York city had a shutdowns. There was no one moving. No one was doing anything. Right. So I was bored. And uh, I think July, I signed up for Uber eats. It took about, I would say three to four days to get on from sign up to I was able to deliver food it was like about three or four days. I remember the first day I did it, uh, Uber Eats sent me a notification saying, hey, you're on. Like You can start. It was at 1230 at night. And you know what I did? <laughs> you went I went outside. I went right outside. I was so bored. I had nothing else going on. And you know, New York City, things still keep moving, right? There's still restaurants. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was probably taking terrible orders from Uber Eats. But that kind of started that. 
And I, I just go, you know, first thing you do when you f- first discover something, you go on YouTube. So I went on YouTube looking at different creators and, and I thought, maybe I could do this. You know, I had camera, I had a camera, old camera, a Canon 60D or something like that. And I just started recording some things and started putting on YouTube and then started to connect with other gig workers and content creators. And that kind of just started uh, where I'm at now, uh, which is kind of crazy how time flew by. In terms, but yeah, I started two, uh, two, 2020. It's been going since then. Very cool. Um, so 2023. Yep. That's the right year. Got it right. In my head, <laughs> I was going to say it wrong. And then I'm like, no, I said it right. <laughs> what are you doing for gig work now? Just so, dog walking. So I have, I have the, I still have all the apps except Grubhub because I apparently I haven't logged in for a couple of months and it kind of, I call it a soft deactivation. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if they'll let me back in, but I still, yeah, dog walking, dog boarding is still my main source of income. Um, I still use the apps when I can, and I try to go with um, catering apps. So like deliver that, um, delivered. Um, I just signed up for delivered. Curry is a really good one. I'm sure you heard Steve uh, yap about it all the yep. time. Steve Rideshare Rodeo. Yeah. Um, and still have uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats, but I like deliver that for instance, and even Curry. I like the plan. Like you can get an offer, and it could be a day from now or two days from now, okay. and I could plan my day. Right. Because I still have to do the dog stuff and I know what to do compared to like, okay, I'm going to turn an app and then hope to see what happens. But uh, yeah, so it's dog walking for the most part then some courier apps and obviously YouTube and some other things as well. So um, that's my main sources of income. Okay. Hey, talk, talk to us a little bit about the, the content that you put up on your YouTube channel. Like what was it when you began and what is it today and has it changed? I think, well, definitely the... F- my start was just complaining. I think that's everyone starts. <laughs> like, why Uber Eats is giving me $2.50 orders? Like, what is going on? Like, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And then it kind of comes into understanding the gig economy and reading on it and, and listening to other content creators, um, reacting to it. And I think what really got me going is just explaining certain things. And I'm coming from a different angle because I take care of dogs and Rover, which is the app that connects dog owners to dog uh sitters and dog walkers yep. a little bit different where you can choose your own rates you have a profile they can look at it on a website they can see everything they see your reviews and it's not an automatic connection compared to a food delivery app so when you can when you talk to someone or you connect with someone you're chatting with them and then you do a meeting greet whether it could be on the phone or in person so it's a little bit more more detailed or at least a little more steps compared to just turning on an app. So I come from that angle. Okay. So I, I talk about, I talk about that with that frame of mind, but then also just the, you know, DoorDash, that's the app that a lot of people like to talk about. So that's still happening. But what I've been enjoying um, every once in a while is I do live streams where I'm talking to other content creators, asking them about their, basically what you guys are doing right now. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, I think what, that's probably why I started, you know, uh, looking at checking out what you guys do. But yeah, just talking to other creators, asking them about, you know, how do you get in? What works for you? Where you're from? That type of thing. And that's where I, I am. And I think it's still the same. But now where I'm not to say transitioning, but trying to talk and trying to bring a conversation about, OK, if you want to continue doing gig work, how do you separate yourself from the competition? Yeah. Because the apps, a lot of people are on apps, right? They're very right. popular. We, it's our fault because we've been talking about t- talking to people about how awesome they've been for the last yeah. few years. And now you turn on the app, and like right now on DoorDash, I probably can't get on unless I scheduled. Like it's packed, right? Yeah. What can you do to separate yourself? 
So I see a few content creators say, hey, listen, I'm going to purchase a cargo van. I'm going to okay. negotiate contracts and, and to get loads. And, and other apps really want people to have cargo vans, like Curry, for instance, where yeah. like, hey, you got to move this 500, 700 pound thing. It's, you know, tw- 12 feet long. Can you put in, I can't put it in my sedan. Cargo van would be, you know, helpful. So that's kind of where my content is kind of transitioning. Well, yeah, we still talk about the apps, but how can you separate yourself from everyone else? Because the gig economy is such an attractive uh, way of making money. It gets to a point where there's too much, too many of us here. Yeah. So what can we do to continue to, to keep going? In reference <laughs> to Curry uh, in the cargo van, Steve had brought up that you can negotiate with them a little bit. Like if you accept an what did he say? He said something like you can't accept it, but if you email them or call them and say, I'll do it for this or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you had any experience with that at all? I don't know. I, I don't get a ton of curry offers by me. I mean, yeah. it's feast or famine. I'll, I'll get three in a day and then I won't see anything for two weeks. So mine's is I, I get curry offers every morning, okay. but I don't have time to negotiate. So yeah. Steve is, Steve is, has some privilege there I think where he's might. able to kind of negotiate where I'm like, Hey, listen, if I don't grab this thing, yeah. it's going to be gone in a few minutes. And, it depends, like it, oh, you know, it depends on where you are. So UDM, I'm sure you guys are familiar with him. Yeah. Um, really, really, really great YouTuber. Deliver that. Um, he texts or he did a screenshot. He he was scheduled to do 22 catering offers throughout the week. 22. Wow. When I'm on Deliver that, if I don't accept this thing in 10 seconds, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it, everyone has a little bit of a some advantages there. Um, but the current offers that do come on my phone are pretty good, but no, I do not have time to negotiate, (laughs) which is good. I mean, Hey, if you can do it. And and that's the the thing I like about the other apps that don't get enough, uh, run in terms of social media or on YouTube, DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub. You know, you're talking to someone that's not in the same country, probably if you're trying to talk to them about driver support, but when it comes to deliver that, um, or even delivered, or I just got on, but you're talking to someone that's actually in the same country. Yeah. <laughs> they can work with you. It's a much better experience as a driver from these other apps when compared to DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. Yeah, because I think Curry's in the States here too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're talking to someone, and I know for, I think for Deliver That, you, well, there's other apps too, but some of them that they're, you're talking to people who actually been using the apps. Okay. Right. So you're not talking for somebody that's so far away and so far removed that you just don't know that they, 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 they want to help, but they really don't know your experience. So speaking of that, I have a, a funny story. So I just use film Filmora for my video editing. It's, you know, it's 35 bucks a year. It's pretty basic. Yeah. Well, I was having yeah. trouble today. So I like emailed, I was chatting with tech support and I was basically my videos. I was cutting some videos and the picture was moving. It's hard to explain, but I thought they could help me. Right. They're like, well, what software are you running? No, I'm chatting with so I have no idea where they're from. They are definitely not from the United States. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, oh, okay. Um, well, what I want you to do is uninstall your your program. And then re- I was like, I just asked you, how do you do this tip? Like, how do you do this? Like, I don't need to uninstall my... I was like, oh my God, I'm they're going there. They're going through a checklist. They, they, <laughs> well, they have like, their talking points as a script. Right, and, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so refreshing to have somebody on, uh, with customer service that gets you. And uh, it, they don't have to be from the United States. I don't care. Just understand right. what we're dealing with. Exactly. With the checklist. 100%. Yeah. You you want you want to be able to get your problem solved and be understood. I think we all want to be understood about yeah. what we're going through at that moment. 
And real quick, sorry, yes, I have one more thing. Oh, go ahead. You go. I want to go back to the rover for people that might not know that. You you talked about negotiating rates, which is really cool. I think that's yeah. exceptional. Do you when you do that meet and greet, do you like build that charge into them or are you just kind of doing that just because I mean, I know you're supposed to do that, but I mean, do you get paid extra for that? Are you billing the customer? No, more? um the meet and greet is just to see if we can work together. Okay. So it's 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 as important for them, but it's also important important for me to see if I can work with them and with their, with an animal, yeah. um, whatever behavior issues, but also mostly it's the client. Like I need to yeah. know <laughs> if this client is going to give me a lot of trouble or not. So it's yeah. very important to actually have them. And I'd rather have them in person, to be honest, oh, yeah. how they're interacting with the animal and, and negotiate. So when you, if you, you go on Rover, let's say, hey, for instance, you need to have someone to take care of your dog. What happens is you go on the rover, you type in your address where you live, and then there'll be a long list of potential walkers and their rates. So their rates are right there. You know how much they're charging per night or dog walk or whatever, and you choose them. And then that's when the communication comes in. So they they have they're fully aware of how much it costs. And as a dog walker or dog you know pet professional, that's where the business kind of comes in. Okay this person has this much reviews and they're charging this much. Okay, so if I have this much where can I fit in to make it where I can still make some good money, but at the same time, I'm not over undercharging or overcharging. So that that's the balance there. And that's when, you know, the client potential client comes in and then talk to you and, you know, see if it's a good fit before we start, before you have my animal in my house or I have to walk your animal, go into your house. Let's see if you, act, you, you know, you're not crazy or anything. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like nine out of 10, the dogs are fine. It's, it's, it's like the, it's the person. Absolutely. Absolutely. We actually, um, my neighbor did Rover once. Um, and they had two dogs and it was all fine. So they got a dog in through Rover. And the people had said that um, this dog was totally fine, very calm, never, you know, good about dog, uh, animals, whatever. Um, and so they have three kids. Mm. And what happened was, and, and, and he's always been with other kids too, this dog. But they had never tried the 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 mix up with two other dogs and then children, mm-hmm. and so he got he got aggressive. Yeah. The, the new dog got aggressive, and and the owner was on on vacation, so yeah. they end, and they were out of the country, so they ended up having to call the owner's sister to come pick up the, the dog, whatever, because it was a mess. I mean, the dog literally bit my neighbor's my neighbor's son. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. And, but it was because. The sit they had they didn't have the meet and greet they didn't have the sit treatment test out see if it was, worked right yeah so and obviously they never did any more of the rovers but it's like that's interesting you know th- that's the thing too about it it's very easy just like the rest of the apps it's easy to jump in and right. make some money and I feel like a lot of people um like you can see there's some negative stories about rover pets being oh, sure. lost or being killed because someone is just a little too careless about the situation so when I talk to clients like. I, I'm very serious. Like I say, this is my life. Like this, I make, you know, this is my livelihood here. So I'm not here to, you know, I'm not a college student just trying to find some extra money to get beers or anything like that, which is beers is fine. But you know what I mean? Like I, I take this extremely seriously. And also right. what I bring into my home. So I have a nine-year-old son. So I, you know, I have to make sure I have to ask the questions like, Hey, how are, how's your dog with kids? And also just being around so many dogs, I can tell sometimes you'll have a right. couple a couple, um, you know, it could be a man or woman, or, you know, it doesn't really matter. And one person say, yeah, he's great. He's great with kids. And the other one were like, well, 
you know, this happens <laughs> so often. It's probably with kids too. It's like, yeah, my son is great with this. And then and the wife's like, yeah, no, you know what I mean? But I got to gauge that conversation. Uh, gauge that conversation. So, okay. So what's the real, usually the person at least says, yeah, maybe with this situation, that's when I kind of lean on because we're more honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, some people want to think that my dog is great. All dogs are great, but yeah, just like people, they have certain personality traits, right. certain triggers, certain things that they may not be great in this environment, but they may be perfect in that environment. And also sure. the, the biggest thing is your dog spayed or neutered. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Um, but you know, I think a lot of it is a little bit of ignorance in terms of a lot of dog owners. They, they, they this may be their first pet. They sure. may not know all the signs. So I don't think necessarily they're being malicious, but as a pet professional, or at least what I call myself, I have to probe and ask the right questions to yep. get the right information to see, again, to see if this is a good fit. So let me ask one more question, Jason. Sure. So you, you, um, Hannibal, you brought up an interesting difference between uh, the apps that you're normally using on your main app and most of yep. the other apps, yep. which is you have a profile. And, and I mean, yes, Uber and Lyft and stuff, they have a profile, right? Yeah, yeah. But we might yeah, as well yeah. not, right? There, yeah. There's a name and a rating. <laughs> yeah. But, but you have a profile. You have There's more of an identity on Rover for you. Do you see that as a, as a benefit? And do you see that that should be something that uh, you know Uber, Lyft, or whatever should go towards when you talk when you talk about the gay economy? Do, do. That's that was a that's a great point. I, I like that. I'm gonna have to use that. I'm gonna steal that for a video. The identity, <laughs> yeah, of because that's where we are right now in terms of everything, like social media, right, um, works. We want we we still want people. I know the whole chat GBT and the AI is supposed to take over everything. Right. We still want to deal with human beings. Absolutely. And having that idea, even that I call it like a storefront. You know, it's a, it's a profile. Oh, sure. It's a web page, and it's your sales. It's like, hey, this is who I am. Right. This is my reviews. If you you know you, you talk to me, this is what you're going to get. And I think going back to what I was saying earlier about separating yourself from the competition. Those type of apps, those type of services will help compared to just being a number with DoorDash or Uber Eats, where Uber Eats says, why you deliver? That's the only thing. And then you write a little yep. message there. But I think that that's really important, um, the identity of what what are you good? Like, what's your strengths? What's your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Um, what you care about? What you expect from the person you're, do- you're doing business with? Right. Like I said, it's a relationship. But yeah, definitely. I think that's extremely important. As a gig uh, gig worker, you want to establish your identity and what you stand for and what you will willing to do or not do yeah. in terms of trying to make this money. I mean, I do like that idea, but the only problem with that is like with Rover, like you're hiring the person, they're choosing you, like with DoorDash yes. and Uber, the app is choosing you for them. So I like the, the fact that they could leave reviews and people could see them. I think that's cool. I don't know if that might hurt you or, or help you in the tipping department, but I agree. It needs to be more of a personal service. And I, I think Uber is missing uh, an opportunity to really right. be able to favorite your driver. And like, you know, I know Jesper's on at 9 p.m. to 2 p.m. on Friday and Saturday night. And I want him because he was awesome. They're like, they're missing the, the that, right. that human the person. Yeah. I mean, I, you I know, shipped ship has the preferred chopper. I, I have right. shipped, never used it. So I don't know how strong that, um, that feature is. But I think, that, yeah, like if I have, because, you know, I'm an Instacart customer. And I tell you, my wife 
isn't isn't a very happy Instacart customer. <laughs> you know how women are, and I'm sorry, guys, but you know how oh, women no, no, are no. with the way they want their groceries. Hundred percent. And my, my wife worked at a grocery store, you know, back in the day. So when when a dude comes by and putting vegetables with the raw meat, <sighs> she's she gets really upset, and I can't even defend it. I'm like, because you could tell. They don't want to. They don't want to deal with too many bags. You know, us men, we want to just dump everything in one bag and carry it because we don't want to do it. But when it comes with groceries, you really have to, especially if it's not yours. You got to put that right. extra effort in. So, like, if I had a great Instacart uh, experience with a shopper, I'm like, hey, can you please come back? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, at least have that preferred. Oh, I like this person, so at least that offer could at least come to them, and if they're available or not. So, right. yeah, I think. They are missing that. And hopefully they, they kind of put that together. I well, I mean, you know, like Steve said with dumpling, I mean, that when you talked about Instacart, it made me think of that. That's another way for, you know, right. you can have that personal shopping experience. But I think until those apps like dumpling or things that have more people connected start taking over, I don't think the other apps are really going to catch on. I think they're just like, yeah, yeah. we're going to do whatever we're going to do and, and uh, go from yeah. there. Cause I think speed is the name of the game. They, they yeah. want, it's not necessarily a lot of like, Hey, just, we we want you to order and get as fast as you can. We're gonna to try to get there with whoever that's available at the time. And I, and I so can, understand it. I totally get that. I understand how you want to run the business, but um, at some point, it's just you just become a number. And I think you know we've seen the chats on DoorDash, people swearing at the drivers, and it's like I don't even pack the food. Like it's <laughs> it wasn't me. It gets out of control. I got to ask a question. Going back to the dog thing, I love the dog thing. I want. I don't know if anyone's ever asked you. Do you have a dog? Yes, I have. He's old right now. Yeah. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's about 14, 15 years old. Oh, wow. His name is Riley. He's a retriever mix. Okay. Um, and he's he's great with do- well, obviously he's been around so many dogs. So he's like, if you don't, if you have a problem with Riley, you have you know that dog has a problem. Like he's super sweet. And uh, yeah, I had a cat. Cat passed away a couple, uh, well, a year ago. But yeah, it's. It's good to have another dog. So that that's another thing too I like about um, when there's a client that has two dogs because when there's one and they have separation anxiety, you're scared. Yeah, another dog kind of k- keeps them chill a little bit. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, we're in this foreign place, but it's just me and you together, buddy. Like we're here, you know. But yeah, I th- I, that's where I really like those kind of dogs that've been in pack situations. They've been in dog runs. They've been in dog parks. They've been in other boarding facilities. Those are dogs are easier because they're used to being away from the house. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. And then the second question is, what is your favorite dog breed? Uh, I, I mean, I would say labs. labs. They're dumb and happy. If I had the personality, <laughs> if I had the the happiness of a lab, I would. It would be a happy person, happy person yeah. in my life. Like they are super cool. They like eating. They like playing. They like sleeping and farting. They are the perfect breed. I think they usually are. Like the if you see like the rankings of popular breeds, yep. labs are number one because they have a little bit of everything. They'll work. You know, they can work hard. They can play hard. Um, they could they can to protect you if need be. Like they're oh, yeah. super super sweet. Um, like in my next dog will probably be a lab, a female lab probably because I love the, all the female labs I've had been super super sweet dogs. But I think lab, yeah, okay. I'll go with Labrador. Perfect. We had a black. We had a black lab growing up. Oh yeah, black super, labs are super, super sweet. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so we talked a little bit about uh, your YouTube channel and and what you put up there. Yeah. Uh, and we, I don't know if we really touched on it, but but what is your main reason for creating content? The Gig Economy Podcast will be back after a quick break. 
You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Well, it was a really interesting time when everything was locked down, and I really... I was talking to some friends and one of the things we did since we couldn't really communicate like in person, we would go on zoom uh, chats or, or, or Google chats and watch YouTube videos about creating videos because my friends were trying to do more like sketches and more, more like comic book stuff. And I was just, just, I was along for the ride. I was like, Oh, sure. I'll try check this out. And I started really enjoying how to create videos. And I was really fascinated by it. So I, Went on eBay, started selling all the stuff I wasn't using, bought a better camera, uh, started going, watching YouTube videos on how to use Adobe Premiere. I had no experience uh, doing anything of that. I, be honest, before this, I didn't even think I was a creative person. I didn't okay. think I was creative. Like, it, it just re- a lot of it was just me watching and doing. So a lot of it is I, I love communicating, and I really enjoy um, creating these videos. So, and a part of that, I'm a full-time independent contractor. So... You know, there's no W two here, and you know my wife has my wife has a W two. She's the she's the stable one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just the you know I'm the I'm the flexible guy that uh you know if something's wrong at school I could I'm yeah this I'm probably gonna make it you know compared yep. to her where she's a strict schedule. But yeah, this I enjoy doing it. So that's probably it was kind of it kind of came by this crazy tragic situation we had to been we all had to go through. Yep. that I found something I love to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. And are you are you able to use it today to kind of add to your economy? Well, yeah. I mean, with YouTube, it's been amazing. And um, I know Steve, he constantly tells me, do the podcast, do the podcast. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be as consistent. He said, shut up and do it. And I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> so I've been, I'm going to, I've started that kind of working that through. But yeah, I think my goal would be to have the, my main source of income be this content creation and then do the dog walking like the side hustle yeah okay. compared to right now the side house the main hustle is me taking care of dogs so that's the plan and hopefully that all works out what uh what tip could you give somebody that's starting content creating that you had a hiccup like you're like oh my gosh if i would have just done this six months ago it would have saved me so much headache just i would say just start okay. just start just record. It doesn't matter how bad it's going to be. Yes, it's going to be bad. Just start. We, if you have something to say and you're passionate about it, put it up there. Don't the quality is doesn't matter as long as it sounds good. I think we could deal with something looking blurry or weird. Yeah, if it has some static and a lot of terrible back, yeah, it's going to be difficult to listen. But definitely, um, don't expect to have everything together. Okay. Don't expect one thing. I, I'll say. I'll say to Jason, I brought a lot of crap I didn't need. <laughs> You bought a lot. You of call crap? it bought a what do you call it? Oh. It called it gas gear acquisition syndrome. I bought things that I didn't need because I thought I knew. Oh. So, so does <laughs> Jason. Rest, so now that we have a regular budget, I can't do that anymore. Like if I want to buy shit, I gotta pay for it out of my own pocket. Yeah, but <laughs> I have that's a problem with that. 
You, you, you watch other YouTubers, at least the, the successful ones. You're like, oh, I need yeah. this. I need this kind of mic. I need this kind of camera. And then people will take me seriously. It's the message. It's the story. It's how you are expressing yourself. That's the most important thing. I, I you know, reference uh, Pedro all the time. He's at 40,000 subscribers, all from his cell phone. What? The man, yeah, all from his cell phone. The man can't turn on computer. I mean, now he can, but he's, he's working on it. And I, I could joke with him. Technology is not his strong suit, but he records on his cell phone, edits on his cell phone, and he was able to amass 40,000 subscribers. Why? The message. Yeah. It was the relatability. It was how he was coming across to the cam- camera and, and talking about something that we all were kind of jumped into doing DoorDash. I mean, I didn't think five years ago I was going to do DoorDash. It just it happens, right? Like I'm out here doing deliveries and... I'm doing Uber Eats and I'm I go into a restaurant and I see someone with a unit in the face and it's, it's red and I'm like, hey, what's, what's that? What's going on there? Because you know, Uber Eats, the way it looks, I'm like, what's that? It's like, oh, that's DoorDash. I'm like, DoorDash? Mm-hmm. So I, I apply for DoorDash and apply for GrubHub. So the, it, it really doesn't matter your equipment. It's really just, you you know, you're just just talk. Just relate to the people. And if you have something to say and you say with conviction and passion, go ahead. Jump right in. I got a question, just this behind the curtain kind of thing. I always like your setup because it looks like it's blurred out in the black a little bit. Do you have yeah. like a filter on your camera that does that? I'm just curious. It's just it's just the is the lens. So the lens has uh it's like 1.4 uh of the of aperture. So okay. it's just blurring everything in the background. I've always loved I've always loved your setup. Like yeah, it's just I like the blur out. I think it looks really it's cool. A lot of money. Uh <laughs> but I, I really I that's one thing too I've realized, or at least you kind of realize when you are an independent contractor and you know there isn't a salary. I used to be a salary employee, so I knew how much money I was gonna make every two weeks. You realize that there's gonna be some days you're not gonna make as much money as you want. So you better start being cheap. So I've yeah. cut back on so many things and I I'm really happy with what I have. Yes, I every occasionally I'll go to a YouTube video and see this the newest, greatest. But I, I realize, okay, I don't need that right now. Not, you know, the income has to get to a certain level to decide, okay, I'm going to buy this new camera right. and this new uh, setup here. So I'm pretty happy with what I have so far. So, well, it's like uh, I got a, you know, I call my wife her, my sugar mama. You know what I mean? She's a nurse. <laughs> I was like, honey, can you pick up a couple other shifts at the hospital? I want to buy a new piece of equipment. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> She's like, nah. Nah, <laughs> no, you got idea what would you have? You, yeah, <laughs> or you go out and hustle it yourself with Uber Eats. Or <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I I absolutely could talk to you for hours. We try to keep these a little bit shorter because um, just less to edit, right? You know, yeah, yeah. definitely. What's next for you? I know uh, you said you were kind of changing your um, doing things a little different, like making videos about separating yourself in the gig economy. Do you have anything else on the horizon other than Steve beating you with a podcast stick? Which is funny. Listen, I love Steve. I, you know, we were talking about, you know, earlier before we got on about certain things and certain people. The best thing is when you realize that certain people bring you other people that you love. You know what I mean? Like, so I always, I'm thankful to Steve. He's super sweet. Um, He will push when he needs to push. So like, we have this live stream series we call it Beyond the Algorithm, where we try to talk about other side hustles that's go beyond the apps. So we still talk about them, obviously, but yeah. talking about again, separating yourself and using other websites or stuff like that. So we are talking about at least 
I would say the biggest emphasis right now is the cargo van. Okay. And talking to creators, content creators who have purchased the van and they're making money and they can kind of let us know like, hey, how much did you pay? How did you afford it? Um, what obstacles you have to go through? Because now it's like you're on your own. This is a legit business, right? Like legit. Right. No, turn on the app. Like you have a big ass van <laughs> and you got to make money now. Like it's not even a joke anymore. How how do you go through those navigate navigating those um, situations? So that's where we're gonna at least in my content is gonna um, hmm. go through at least the last the next couple of months. So I I don't mean to steal any thunder if I have, but um, have you talked about? I got an email from Lime. They are looking for DSPs cargo vans, and they're going to start doing. I think they're going to try to get away from the gig app of picking up scooters and hiring companies to pick them up and charge them kind of like spin does i don't know if you heard of spin we had that in grand rapids for a while but they had yeah. no gig workers it was just uh 1099 well it was i mean i think they were w2 but there was basically like an amazon company right. i did not know that's the that was happening but that does make sense because i i you know this is just me me kind of hoping but at the same time understanding that there's some companies that are not happy with what they're getting out of the main apps yeah right. it, the oh, yeah. quality of work is is suffering mm-hmm. so if they're looking to find other smaller companies that are a little bit more they care a little bit more yeah and they won't allow you to be on the app if you commit it's 10 felonies or something crazy like doordash does where they're like you have to do this thing you have to do this gig and take pride of what you're doing right we will work with that company and i think that's what's probably happening but yeah, the opportunities are endless with the cargo van. And, and I, I kind of talked about it. Like if you really love this on the road, independent career life, if you really love it and you're in a market that can support it, mm-hmm. you know, it may be a good option to invest in a bigger vehicle because a bigger vehicle, you can transport more things and you could potentially make more money. Yeah. I think it opened up a ton of opportunities, not even just a van, right. even if you got a decent sized pickup where you can haul, you know, exactly. Yeah. There's so like, many apps, the apps that kind of cater to that. So it's, it's, it's curry obviously, but there's Bungie. There's a, there's so many different apps that kind of facilitate. They'll ask you, Hey, do you have something bigger than the, you know, Ford Fiesta? And if right. you have that, then we can work with you. Yeah. I think it definitely depends on the market too. I think, exactly. I, I think the one thing you should do Hannibal is you should get like, a little camera, right? And strap it onto the one of the dogs and call it doggy cam. <laughs> that's not a put, bad idea. Put that on your YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I thought about that in terms of getting it. Like, yeah. These, I mean, <laughs> it'll be a bunch of running around and drool over the place, know, but that should probably work out. <laughs> but, you know, people love to watch videos on dogs and cats and that's, dogs. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah, oh, that's, that you're 100% around that. There's a cat on TikTok I follow. The, the guy puts a camera on him and he <laughs> runs around the neighborhood in slow adventures. I watch the whole damn thing. I don't care how long it is. <laughs> this cat's just like jumping around and looking for mice and shit. It's, it's so great. So yeah, great. It's like, you know, it's like National Geographic, but like in your backyard. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, yeah, in your backyard. Well, Hannibal, this has been great. Obviously, Hannibal on YouTube. Is that anything anywhere else people can reach you or is that the best spot? Yeah, Hannibal's Hungry on YouTube, Instagram. Um, those are two main ones I have. But yeah, check me out. Um, yeah, it's a l- I have a little bit of everything in terms of all different apps. I don't concentrate on just one app. It could be from um, Deliver That. There's InstaWork. There's temporary work uh, websites, obviously other courier stuff. So you, if you really are invested in the gig economy, uh, check out the channel. Um, there's, there'll be something that you would definitely find um, valuable. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. And thank you so uh, much. I will end it right now. 
This podcast is produced and edited by Hey Guys Media Group. Want to start a podcast? Check out heyguysmediagroup.com.